Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Byron Nash. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home and as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now today on the show, we have my friend Holly Hood, aka Amber. For those of you out there who don't know Amber, she is a lot of things, all right? So, she is an MC who performs under the name Holly Hood, but also outside of that, she is a promoter, a visual artist, a college professor, a mother, a what else did she say she was? Like a commercial district manager. Like she juggles a lot of stuff and she's awesome. I had never met her before this conversation, which we recorded at Local 412, which is another thing that Amber does. She actually started and opened up Local 412, which is now a urban art gallery, performance space, and boutique over in the Garfield, Penn Avenue area of Pittsburgh. And it's a really cool place. We recorded this conversation there, and I think you're really going to like it. So, just like the past couple of weeks, this episode is part of my contribution to promoting the Layer Cake Music and Arts Festival. Well, actually, it's just, technically, it's just called the Layer Cake Festival, but it's a music and arts festival. Let me get into that some more. For those of you who don't know, the Layer Cake Music Festival is now going into its second year. It is a two-day live music festival held in multiple neighborhoods across Pittsburgh, and it features over 170 regional and national music acts, as well as over 40 live painters and visual artists, and another 20 performance artists. That's a lot, I know. But it's taking place on June 3rd and June 4th, and Hollywood or Amber, whichever you prefer, is one of the artists performing at this festival. She's actually going to be playing on June 4th on the Mr. Small's restaurant stage at 11.40 p.m. I'm playing Layer Cake as well, but the episode's not about me. It's about Hollywood, so we won't get into that right now. But I do need to tell you some things about myself before we get into the episode that are a little bit important. If you're new to me and new to the show in general, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at The Real Sykes. If you are into podcasts and you want to subscribe to me on iTunes, you could do so. I'm there. Just go in the search bar, type in Start the Beat. You can find me on pretty much most other podcast services as well. So if you don't do iTunes, you do Stitcher or something else like that, I'm there. Find me, subscribe, rate and review the show. That stuff really, really, really helps a ton. If you're into Facebook, there's a Facebook fan page for Start the Beat. Just 
Go to your little Facebook search bar, type and start the beat. It's pretty easy. Hit that little thumbs up button, like the page. Last, but certainly not least, Start the Beat is part of the Epicast family, which you can learn all about at epicastnetwork.com. All right. That's a lot of information. But without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Amber, a.k.a. Holly Hood. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! We're in here. So I am in Local 412. I have heard a lot about this place. I have a lot of rapper friends, I think, that have (laughs) have some sort of affiliation with this place in one way or another. And uh, I guess for anybody that doesn't know what this is, what is Local 412? Local 412 is an urban art gallery slash performance space slash boutique. We have a lot of small scale shows here along with our monthly art exhibits. And then sometimes we just kind of hang out in here and drink wine. Like today? Yeah. Cool. (laughs) How long has the space been here? Um, It's been here for about a year and a half. I think since about December 2014. No. What year is it? It's 2016. December 2014. (laughs) Cool. So how did this space come about? Who was responsible for this? And why did the people responsible for this want to do this. (laughs) Well, one of my many jobs is I work down the street at the Bloomfield Garfield Corporation as the commercial district manager. So it's my job to know what spaces on Penn Avenue are available for rent and for sale because people are always emailing me looking for a space. And I just, sometimes I just walk up and down the street being nosy, peeking in windows. And I know that there was a, there was a, um, some type of store in here, even though they were never open. I never saw them open. And then I saw a notice on the door from the magistrate. So I emailed the leasing company like, hey, what's up with this space? It's my job to know about it. Let me know what's up. (laughs) And then they told me and I was like, hmm, can I see it? (laughs) And then I I came in and I saw it and I was like, hmm, I want it. And And this is what you wanted to do with it. This is what I wanted to do with it. Yeah. Let's get into that then. Like, what is your background outside of your day job? You obviously have a lot of interests in everything, the arts and music and things like that, I assume. Yeah, I've been um, I've been making songs since. Well, I wrote my first song in sixth grade detention. I won't tell you how old I am, but it's been a long time that I've been. What was the song? Do you remember it? I remember part of it. It went to that. Da, 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 da. It went to that. And yeah. It was about my teacher who was the the the, the one that gave you the supervisor. detention. No, uh, oh. the librarian gave me detention. Okay, but you're like in the room with the teacher, okay, and he had you. a toupee and is like sliding down. So it was just like, I am sitting in detention and it's raining outside. I am waiting for Mr. Mascaro's hair to fall over his eyes, but it's it's staying glued on. So detention's very boring. And if you look out the window, you will find it's really boring. (laughs) So yeah, I was 11. (laughs) Seemed like you remember a lot of that song, to be honest. (laughs) 
I mean, I have a pretty good memory, but I don't remember last Thursday. So it's just short-term memory sucks. No doubt. No doubt. So you wrote your first song in sixth grade. Yeah. And I realize now that, you know, you do rap and stuff like that. Yeah. I've, I like... I kind of like peeked into a bit of what you do and then I realized it seemed like it was a lot (laughs) and it was like uh, like reasonably intimidating so I figured (laughs) I would just like ask you about it probably why I'm single (laughs) yeah (laughs) um well and then I uh I started making more songs in the mid 90s and started doing some shows in the late 90s and then I went away to Ohio to go to college and I made some songs out there and then I came back and it was kind of scattered and I didn't really get back into it until like really heavily until about 2010 and then i just was like hey i'm here and i'm gonna just do what i want to so music for you was it always more of a hobby rather than like a chasing the dream type of thing yeah because i mean i i feel like you know i i just do it because i love it it's like words are my art sure and whether it's writing raps or just writing random thoughts that I think are cool or whatever. And, you know, I kind of think that people who only do it because they're chasing the dream are doing it for the wrong reason. You know, because then it's like, I mean, you might think you're passionate about it, but you're only passionate about it because you think you're going to make a lot of money off it. And those are also the same people that say, oh, well, you're this old. And if you're this old and you haven't made it, then you need to stop rapping. Well, why? You know, if I was a painter and I was this old, would you tell me to stop painting? And so I just, you know, I kind of look at it from that perspective. I think that as you age, you need to just kind of shift your art to a demographic that you want to relate with. Right. You know what I mean? If you're like, you know, some old dude still rapping about some 15 year old (laughs) shit, then maybe that's a little silly, but you can, your music and your art can mature with your age if you wanted to. Yeah. And I started um, putting on shows with my cousin. So people started to know who I was outside of just being an artist. So now I'm able to put on shows by myself. And so even younger artists who might not know that I actually make music know that I put on shows and that I have this space, which is cool. Because even though I might not be putting out as much music as other people are, I'm able to still be involved in the music scene and give other people okay. opportunities. So local 412 where we are sitting this is like a passion project in a way right yes so this is just what you're doing in your free time essentially yeah and uh i actually changed it into a co-op model so i have partners and these two of my partners in here with me so we all you know participate in the maintenance and all the responsibilities and then you know everybody is able to do shows and you know do their own thing in here we just kind of share it what has the uh reaction been to this space from artists in the community it seems like i'm in a room full of stuff so yeah people <laughs> are like into my it house. it's just yeah. a room full of stuff that i like um it, we've had a really really awesome response even people that just come in for the art shows that don't know about the rap stuff they're like wow this space is amazing it has really good energy it's super cool in here and then when people come in here for rap shows they're like wow this space is super amazing there's really good energy in here and we get more than just rappers we have an open mic in here so we have you know a really kind of wide array of people that come in to just express themselves and we've you know not to toot our our horns here but people have said this is like the new shadow lounge and <laughs> i'm a shadow lounge orphan so i'm like sure. oh my god i'm gonna cry i was i was just gonna bring up you know like 10 years ago that's all that was over this area you had yeah. the shadow lounge garfield artworks modern formation do you remember the eye there was a place called the eye that no. was open for like two weeks down the street. <laughs> <No>. Like all, <laughs> there was just, there was a bunch of little spaces like that. And that's all that was over here. And now 
there's a lot of kind of things happening in this whole area. Yeah. And uh, it's good to see that there's still places like this holding on. Yeah. And, you know, people, you know, they think about Garfield now and a lot of people are thinking, oh, it's being gentrified and all that stuff. And, you know, being that I work at the Bloomfield Garfield Corporation, you know, I know what's really going on over here. Yeah. But I'm glad that we can have this space where we can have our, you know, our hip hop culture still maintained and all that stuff so it's like you know what whatever's going on down the street that's fine but in here we're doing this going back let's like take it back a little bit to you know when you were younger and rapping and stuff (laughs) what was like this is a question that i had and then it escaped my mind for a minute because we went off into some other shit that happens all the time (laughs) don't worry about it um i'm like actually kind of curious what it was like to be like a woman in hip-hop then versus now uh, hmm. Interesting question. Now I'm thinking. Well, I'll say that people people are usually intrigued by me because you know I am a female in hip hop. But now I think you know back then it's just like oh you're hard that's what's up Da-da-da. like that's cool. But now people are actually maybe intimidated because not only do I make music but I have the space I put on shows like I'm involved in all these things where I actually have sort of a position of authority sure and so it's kind of caused some people to not deal with me because here I am I'm an assertive dominant authority figure who happens to be a woman so I'd say that now it's probably more difficult for me because there's people that I would like to work with that I think should be you know wanting to do stuff with me also but then there's the the female factor I guess like and I I think maybe back then it was more like I was kind of like a supplement you know with the people that I was rapping with because I wasn't rapping by myself I was part of a a crew okay so but now I just do everything by myself do you think that now like maybe having a hard time like with people maybe being iffy about working with you or being intimidated isn't necessarily just a female thing, but like the city's a little clicky at times oh, very much with so. the way uh, <laughs> people are, especially in just like any art scene, music scene, things like that. And I notice it a lot in the hip hop scene because I have a lot of friends that rap oh, yeah. and I'm just like, why aren't you people friends with each other sometimes? Like why are Yeah. I mean, it- I know, I know a lot of people I know many many people or know of them uh someone actually calls me the universal artist mingler because they say that i can i just kind of show up and fit in with any crowd and i can you know make friends and work with pretty much anybody it's good and i mean i like being like that i don't i don't like being clicky but i i do think part of it is being a a female and i'm also very opinionated and i'm strong-willed so there's that you know if (laughs) if i if i want to do this and you want to do that, you know, I'm willing to try to compromise, but if you're not, then it's not going to work out because I'm going to really try to defend what I'm trying to do over here. Uh-huh. And I, I run into a lot of, you know, I don't want to make it like a, a gender thing, but this is my experience. You know, I run into a lot of men who have a perception of what women should be like, which is usually not dominant and it's usually over-sexualized and I'm yeah. not that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I can do all this stuff without being like that. And you can go over there and do that. But guess what? I'm going to make shit happen over here regardless. Because when people and, you know, people that I'm close with, they know if somebody tells me no, I find a way to do it anyway. And I go really hard to make it happen. <laughs> no, that, no, that's super, super important. You know, if you want something done right, do it yourself. Yeah. All that shit. What else do you do outside of 
making music you said art do you do like visual art as well yeah i just started like within the last year making visual art and i always tell people the reason is because when you're growing up and you go to art class in school they show you these painted pictures of like farms and mountains they're like this is art and i always looked at it like that shit's ugly as hell so i you know you kind of start feeling like well the stuff i make then must not be art it must be ugly if you're thinking that this is what art is oh yeah but just being in the arts community for the last several like not several but maybe few years has made me you know open it's opened my eyes a lot so i've started making things that's good what are you doing what kind of stuff um i make some mosaics there's one on the wall there but i have some other ones cool um that i made recently they'll be in the art show that we're having this friday and then i also make what i call stick art (laughs) but other people call it spiritual art or or witch art so i use like nature objects like sticks and pine cones and feathers and seashells and stuff like that so you're doing like a lot of more like found objects yeah put things together something that looks nice in your home type of stuff not necessarily (laughs) drawing and painting or photography or anything not that that kind no i just want to i like i'm a hands-on kind of person what was like the experience of maybe the first time you made something was it like an accident or did you have like an intention like I have all these rocks sitting here and I'm going to do something with it. <laughs> well, I made this mosaic over there. I took a class at the Pittsburgh Center for the Arts. Okay. I took a mosaic class. So that's where I made that. Okay. And I was like, you know, what? I'm hanging it in here. This is my space. And some people have liked it. And I'm like, that's cool. So I'm like, I want to make other mosaics. So then I just went and did it. But with the with my quote unquote stick art, I made some things and I posted them like on Instagram and Facebook. And people were like, wow, that's really awesome. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> What inspired going to the mosaic thing? You just like, like a genuinely, generally, I can talk, (laughs) a generally curious person, maybe just always putting yourself out there to try new things, go to new places. (laughs) Partially that, but I was, um, I was a fellow at, um, Pittsburgh filmmakers in their flight school program and we got a discount. Okay. (laughs) So I mean, it wasn't much of a discount, but I'm all about coupons. So I was like, let me go, you know, learn about something new and see if I like this. And I did. Yeah. Like I want to make more. So I went and I bought like $70 worth of broken glass pieces <laughs> and they're all sitting on my porch and I just sit out there and play, play with broken glass. Word. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my cat. <laughs> I think you might get this a lot too. I'm the type of person. A lot of people are like, I don't understand how you do everything you do. How do you find the time to do it? And it's just like, it's just yeah. all I do. I get asked that a lot. And because I have five jobs technically, because I also, I'm a college professor okay. so i do that and people are like and i have kids and they're like well how do you make all that stuff happen and i'm like well because i have to so i just i do like we're in here now and i'm over there grading stuff i mean when it's something you have to do you just make it happen what do you teach i teach communications classes business classes and it classes how, how did you get into that like well i started teaching in 2002 at ccac i have five okay. degrees Okay. I'm working on the six. <laughs> I have I have two masters and two doctorates. That is insane. <laughs> but but see that just goes again with the you know people saying no you can't do this. I'm like watch me do it and I'm going to do it better than what I would have orig- originally done it before you doubted me. Mm-hmm. And so I had my first son when I was 17. So I should have been a statistic, you know. Yeah. But then I got a full scholarship to Kent State University. Okay. And so that's how that kind of started and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to finish this and then I'm going to go above and beyond and just keep going above and beyond. And I like a lot of things. So 
you know, I like to learn about them. That's <laughs> and then up. if I can get the paper to go along with it, that's cool too. You have any brothers or sisters? I have a lot. A lot? I have um, the four sisters and two brothers. Okay. Yeah. Big family? Four and two. Yeah. We're all kind of spread out though. Yeah. Any any of your uh, siblings like super crazy academic business entrepreneurs as well? Not to throw them under the bus if they're not. No. <laughs> no? Just no. To, so it's kind of like that was just your little thing. You're the, the odd one on yeah, that. Yeah, my older sister. Were, we're, like we're like a lot of like, like, my mom, she kind of, she's pretty strong headed. I'll just call it that. Um, yeah, I'll just call it that. All but right. my older sister and I, we're a lot of like, um, She's actually moving here in the summer from Florida. But she she's a big hip hop head. She grew up with and was best friends with Jam Master Jay. Oh, that's real cool. Stuff. So she's like super into hip hop. So she's really excited to come up here because she sees all the stuff we do. And she's like, oh, I'm missing out on them. I'm in West Palm Beach and we don't have this. So now she's coming up here. You know, it's kind of funny. A lot of people who I feel don't step outside of the city too often. Yeah take what we have here for granted mm-hmm. at times because there's a ton oh, yeah. going on yeah and people don't realize that it's not like this everywhere else no 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 no. it's really We're really not <laughs> it's super super cool do you ever have that i mean you you were in ohio going to school but did you ever like battle that sense of wanderlust like i want to go to the west coast or go here and live there it must be so great there or have you always been like pittsburgh at heart no I've i've wanted to move other places and i can't say that i don't now i mean i've thought many times over the last couple years about even moving overseas but it's not necessarily because i think it's really better somewhere else i just feel like a new experience yeah like this world is huge and i'm i'm here you know and i mean i own my house here i own my sister's house it's not like if i move somewhere else i can't come back you know my mom's here so if something happens somewhere else that i can't stay then i come back here no it's really i've been like really really into the idea of like constantly trying to do as much new stuff as I can, oh, yeah. not getting into routines, you know, not going to the same restaurant every week or oh, yeah. like even like little things like that. It's like as much new as I can. And it's like, I'm not running out of things to do. Even no. just being in Pittsburgh. There's yeah, a there's a always thousand something things to do. do. <laughs> That's why I was freaking out over here. Like, Oh my God, I got so much stuff to do. Cause there's always something to do. And yeah. I need to not be the person making these ha- things happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, my whole life runs in Google Calendar and, you yeah. know, I have an average of like 30 things in there a day. Yeah, just, even like, Facebook notifications will pop up and say, you have 100 events this week. And I'm like, seriously? Uh-huh. I'm like, did I respond to all those? Because uh, I'm, okay, I'm not going to them, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so outside of Local 412, you do events elsewhere correct yeah we, we we i wrote down a couple things over here on this piece of paper yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about these and get into these things a little bit just because why not the prom <laughs> do-over what's up with that um that's something that one of our friends tj who he's also a dj he goes by the name of get nasty he puts on a prom do-over like an adult prom okay and this is the second year and the, the theme this year is twenty thousand leagues under the sea <laughs> so there's a bunch of bands and people performing and i'm one of the people performing. oh cool okay so yeah. you're that's you're just performing yeah. at this event where's that one at uh it was at mr smalls last year i think it's i think i'm pretty sure it's at mr smalls again this year cool i have tickets Word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll put a link in the episode okay. description all right i got i got tickets. what about the uh the pms event 
though PMS, which stands for Promoting My Sisters, this is the fourth year, and it's an all-female showcase. It's not just for rappers. It's for any kind of female artist. And, you know, now just so, you know, we're a little more open to people's lifestyles and all that. It's it, As long as you identify as a okay. female, then you can be in it. Um, we have a female DJ. We have all-female owned and operated business sponsors. And then we collect items to be donated to the center for victims and the reason i kind of put that together is because you know i know how hard it can be for a female artist to get on other people's shows so i was like you know what let's just have this thing where we're all together and you know people can come see how awesome we are and gender is not going to be a barrier to entry and it's really cool because we usually have about 20 artists and it's just all love you know every you know one artist is like oh my god you're so amazing and they could be totally separate you know we've had belly dancers you know singers rappers just all kind of whatever whatever you do just come on yeah get it so this year um this year it's gonna be july 2nd at uh smiling moose on the south side yeah and you said this was what the fourth year year, doing it yeah i wasn't really sure if i was gonna do it because i'm so busy but (laughs) i was asked about it three times within a week (laughs) and a half and i'm like that must be a sign from the event gods telling me make this thing happen yeah so i'm like all right Okay, let's do it. I was was talking with someone recently who was actually on the show who is an artist now. And he used to be kind of like a jack of all trades. He was playing in a band and doing this and doing that. And then he decided one day that he was just going to do one thing Mm -hmm. and do that really good. He moved to LA. He's doing really well for himself, blah, blah, blah. But I could you ever imagine just like giving up Oh, like a huge chunk of your life to focus on one thing or I, do you like I kind of wish to I do could. all of it I yeah. kind of wish I could because I'm so all over the place that I feel like I can't necessarily focus on one thing and make it happen really well like like in my eyes my my yeah, definition of really well and you know be, me being me I have really high standards for myself sure. but then again I'm like well because I have the ability to do all these things, I feel like it's my duty to do all these things. So then I do all these things. But yeah. one day, one day. Yeah, I'm always ripping what little hair I have left out, trying yeah. <laughs> to figure out like how I'm going to do it. Like, you know, it's like, well, I'll just do it. Yeah. You have 100% of yourself as a person. The yeah. more things you do, that percentage gets divided down. up. And oh, then yeah. if you want to do something right, you want to give it as much as 100 as possible. And it's just like this math isn't adding up and I'm yeah. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty that's, much. That's the struggle right now. So what is new? Like, what are you working on now as far as music goes? Um, well, in the last week, I, just, I started making some new songs. I mean, I have a couple other new ones that aren't out there yet. Um, I've been working with Achilles soon. Uh, he's my producer. And I have a song that I, I made called No Sleep Till Brooklyn. And I've performed it a couple times, but it's not released. And I'm not releasing it until the video is done. Okay. And that video is going to be shot by Chris Ivey, the infamous. So, But we have to actually like go up to Brooklyn and get some shots. Okay. So, hopefully so now you got to make time months, for that. No, we're going to make it happen. <laughs> because you know people want to hear the song, but I'm not letting them until the video like you have to watch the video at the same time so as um you've been i think we've both been doing music for a while how do you feel about the way you kind of have to promote and hustle music nowadays versus 10 years ago 15 years ago because it's completely different 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's different because you have the social media aspect, but but I think you know if if you really want people to take you seriously, you have to actually make a physical presence. Yeah. Because spamming people on Facebook all day is not going to do anything but piss people off. And personally, if I don't, if I've never seen you in person, like I'm, I'm probably not as likely to listen to the stuff that you send me. Sure. Um, so like I said, when I kind of came back on the scene around 2010 for about six months, I went really hard. I went to all these shows, even if I wasn't performing, you know, I and met as many people as I could. I performed in as many things as I could, even if I had to pay just to get back out there. So people would know who I was. And I think a lot of times people have these egos or they feel entitled like, Oh, I make music and I post it on the internet. You don't know who I am. Like, no. who are you? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And it's not my fault that I don't know. What are what are you doing to make sure that I know you? Yeah. Like there was somebody that was talking to me about someone who I can't remember. That's local that like, just like got something good going on. And <laughs> I was, I was like, I've never even heard of this person. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they're not good or they're not bad. It's just weird to me because I'm always out and around and stuff, but it's a big city. Yeah. Nowadays too, you know, if you have money, you can get in places and that doesn't necessarily mean you have talent or that you actually put in the works that you wouldn't have really talented person who just doesn't have the money that they need to get where they need to be as opposed to 20 years ago, you know, it was more based off of the actual talent aspect. So it makes it makes it really hard yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for <It's>, regular people <laughs> yeah it's super super hard that's i just i just try to make a physical presence i'm yeah. with you on that one too and i think that if you have a genuine passion to do something you'll make it happen yeah and it's also about you know networking and building relationships with people outside of your circle too you know so like i said i've been called the universal artist mingler so i know people in the trap scene and the backpack scene everything in between plus you know i i I participate in their burlesque scene. You know, I, I know people who do variety shows. I know belly dancers. You know, I know people from all different yeah. aspects. And I've performed at these other shows that aren't rap shows. So that's how I kind of insert myself into other people's stuff. And then, you know, people know who I am that way. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's a, a pro? Like, do you think that's something that's easier for you to do because you have music that's more accessible? Or do you think that anybody could do that if they just networked and knew, knew how to talk to somebody the right way well i definitely think it's because you know i'm accessible and you know i'm not you know it, you know you can't just you know go to a burlesque show and rap about shooting them up bang bang and selling all the drugs <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, Cause yeah then everybody's gonna be like why is this person here so it's partially you know the kind of music i make and then you know me just taking the initiative to go hey i want to do this thing but i actually like become like i, I learn about these scenes so with burlesque for example i took classes and i graduated from the steel city burlesque academy okay so that's another thing you did yeah so you know (laughs) people know me because i actually did it i didn't just show up and say let me rap at your show so it's not just all about me i'm saying i'm genuinely interested in these things that you're doing and i want to learn more about and possibly be part of it and by the way i also do this Uh uh-huh what's one thing that you've wanted to do that you haven't done yet (sighs) just one like take a nap um (laughs) um, i want to i want to go out of the country okay that's what i want to do anywhere in particular not that i not no just Just, out of the country just just put you on a plane get me across just take me somewhere yeah Yeah. i'll be good yeah because like i said you know i feel like i can fit in you know in a lot of in a lot of places 
And so I'd, I'd like to try that. <laughs> well, and then other things I have, I have children. So it's not just easy for me to like pick up and go and be oh, gone no for a week or two weeks or a month or something like that. You know, um, I'm friends with uh, fat Mandy and she went okay. last year, she went on tour in Europe and she was gone for like a month and a half or something like that. And I can't do that because I have, I have three boys. Yeah. Like, where's my mom? (laughs) Yeah. Some good friends of mine are going on tour next month and they want me to go with them. And I was like, I don't think I could take a week and a half off of my life right now. Yeah. And I have to go to work. Yeah. (laughs) It's 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 not even necessarily like the work or the money. It's like everything else that's going to be put on hold for me being. And then when you come back, you have to deal with all the stuff that you missed when you were gone. I mean, I could try to do it when I'm out, like find a Wi-Fi hotspot somewhere and try to answer some emails, but it ain't going to be like that. I did that that. on a cruise. It was the worst (laughs) internet service ever. So for almost a week, I was just like dying. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) No doubt. So we got the PMS event coming up, maybe some new music coming up. Whenever you get to Brooklyn, we'll get a video. Yeah, 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 yeah. And whatnot. Got some other stuff I'm working on, though. You know, just coming uh, to me in the middle su- of the night. I'm not surprised. No, I mean, some more songs. <laughs> you know, I'm actually proud of myself. I'm figuring out ways to overcome my writer's block because that's part of my problem. You know, I get so busy with everything else and then I get in my own head and say nothing's good enough. So then I won't write anything at all. Oh, yeah. I'll try to. Uh, I won't be able to write anything and I'm so busy. I'll try to schedule time. That I'm going to write, oh, this is the time that I'm going to come up with ideas now. That's not how it works. I've, no, 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 no. But I found that watching even like a live performance or even a video of artists that I like, like that I really like, helps me because I'm like, oh, man, they're so amazing. Oh, wait, I'm going to write some. Okay. So that that's actually helped me. So, you know, if I if I have time to go to a show and there's some really good acts, even if I don't know them, that will inspire me to go home and write something. So I try to, you know, suck up other people's creative energy. <laughs> I'm a energy vampire. Word. <laughs> so like, I guess just drop your socials and we can do a little wrap up on this and right. whatnot. Everything, all my, everything is under Hollywood 156. I mean, I have a website, hollywood156.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all Hollywood 156 because I believe in consistency. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it easy to find. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for letting me hang out in your little spot here. Thanks for here. coming here. This and by cool. the way, the local in Local 412 stands for Love Our City a lot. Ah. Ha. That'll be a Jeopardy question yeah, one day. Local412pgh.com. <laughs> yes, it will be. <laughs> thanks. Thank you. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Amber is an awesome person doing a lot of really, really cool things, a lot of productive things. My kind of people. Be sure to check out the links that I have in the episode description to, you know, follow what Amber's doing with her music, what she has going on with Local 412, what she has going on with some of the events that we talked about, the prom do-over, the PMS event. And, of course, the Layer Cake Music Festival, again, coming up on June 3rd and June 4th. You can learn all about that at LayerCakeFest.com. And, yeah, I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2016. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.